right. This is our attempt at a Ginger Snapacres podcast. We'll see how this goes. Um, my name's Eric. And I'm Patrick. And we are married. <laughs> gay uh, married. Gay married, bald, middle-aged, often mistaken for the same person. Which brings us to our first issue. Our very first issue. While With... testing for this, we discovered that we sound like the same person. It is going to sound like one person having a conversation with themselves, and it worries me a little. Yeah, so, so maybe I'll just try to be real deep or something. Or Southern accent. Or British accent. Oh, we could just switch back and forth on Southern accents, because that'd be great. That will... Yes. Like, if people are confused now, like, yeah. that'll really push people over the edge. And it'd be like, what part of Appalachia are they from? Yeah. Um, all the parts. All the parts. Um, so, we'll... Record this. We'll give it a listen. If we actually can differentiate between the two of us, if we remember who said what, and we don't sound like we're exactly the same person, we'll give this a go. We're going to give it a try. Yeah. So, um, podcasting is our first topic. What What are your thoughts about why you've been well, I, willing to do I, this? I think you're fishing for the, for the words of, I'm a podcasting virgin, so... Pod- oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> That, those are the words I'm fishing for. Got yes. It. Okay. Yes. Got it. Sure. So pop my cherry, Daddy. Come on. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, are we keeping it family friendly? Um. Well, I know that I kept my virtue in place until we were married. <laughs> <laughs> so. Me too. You made me sign that piece of paper. It was really weird. Um. What does prenuptial mean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> to me. Too many syllables for me to understand. I and I had to protect my riches. I know. You know how it is. I'm I'm the pretty one, people. I'm the pretty one. Um, I always think of myself as the trophy, but what whatever. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. yes. Sure. Yes, baby doll. Sure. Yes. You just eat bonbons. <laughs> so, um, but you've agreed to podcast. I, yeah. I've podcasted before. Listeners will know me from Thrifty Cast. Um, ho- hopefully if I mention this podcast, maybe some people will cross over, right. give us a listen, but it's going to give us an opportunity to talk about different things that are new for us up here. Like we moved up here about five years ago. Um, things are just a little different up here. So it's going to give us an opportunity to talk about what we've learned and mm-hmm. different aspects that way, I think. So to talk explicitly about it, moved to where from where? Just oh, for the sake of our specifics? listeners. Yeah, like, give, give people specifics. Why not? They could already be stalkers. Uh, okay, we moved from Chicago, Illinois to Montello, Wisconsin, which is smack dab in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. We're actually in the unincorporated township of Shields, population of 453, I believe. Yep. Well, 455 now. Yeah, come on. So, um, we moved... It's been five and a half years ago. It was uh, around the 1st of May in 2016 that we moved. Um, And as of this recording, it's November 11th, 2021. So it's been a little over a year and a half. Or under a year and a half. Under a year and a half. Oh, sorry. Five and a half years. Five and a half years. Yeah. Um, You're the smart one. <laughs> I, I'm smart in lots of ways. Math is not one of those ways. Um, from your perspective, can you say a little bit about kind of why 
we moved. Um, well, actually, we had talked about, like, we loved it up here. We both were kind of, like, tired of the city. Uh, I think one of our initial conversations was, like, oh, we're going to retire up there. And then we came to the conclusion of, like, why wait? If we can do it now, we're both a little tired of the city. Like I said, so like, like let's do it while we're young enough to actually do stuff in the yard and do stuff around the house, you know, that's that's maintenance-wise and stuff like that. So... I was more than a little tired of the city by the time we moved. I was trying to be polite. That was very polite of you. But um, for people listening at home, I was so cranky all the time. Like really irritable, kind of perpetually overstimulated. Um, The moment I knew like the sooner the better, the sooner we get out the better. I remember I was, um, my car was sitting in an intersection and there was an older woman who was using a walker to cross the street. And I was just watching her and I'm like, she better be across the street by the time the light turns red. <laughs> and then I took a moment, had a conversation with myself and realized, holy cow, what kind of monster have I become? Yeah. And so, you know, I think part of it was just to have like a slower, maybe even like more connected lifestyle more connected to nature yeah. more connected with other people gentler yes i mean i think that was that was my motivation i think that's how we talked about it yeah i mean my my moment was the moment that i i, I kicked a cab like oh. at, at a crosswalk because i was so mad at it being in my way i didn't know about that um, yeah i mean it, it was actually in the wrong you know so it's not like i was crazy but like it was like i'm like i'm really being more aggressive than i ever thought i would be and even if somebody's in the wrong, kicking a cab is a little crazy. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Um, no so, judgments. <laughs> no judgments. I, I mean, I just yeah. told a story where I was I'm... cursing out an old lady in my head. So, <laughs> like, I don't think you're going to come out of this looking like the bad guy. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, it, that was, like, yeah. I, I think it, not realizing that I was overstimulated, of just, like, the constant go, 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 go. Like, even when you're at home, you still, like, you can hear the city even where you're at, you know, and just was like, I needed peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was always um, light pollution. Like, even if you were sitting in the dark, there was always street lights coming in brightly in most cases. Yeah. Um, and always, always street noise. And usually, if you were quiet enough, you could always hear another person's voice. At least it felt like it. <laughs> and it may have been somebody else's TV going. Right. But yeah, you're never more than... But I, I want to say, too, of like, I loved living in the city. Like, I don't want this to come off as like, we... we oh, totally. We yeah. Were just, we were just at a point where I, I was done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I loved living in the city and it, like... So many great memories. and yeah. I loved... Well, I mean, I was there for nearly 25 years. Right. Um, I... It's not just that I love living in the city. I love Chicago. I still yes. do. Yes, and, I, and in a lot of ways, even though I didn't grow up there, I definitely consider it to be kind of my hometown. Yeah. Um, and when I talk to other people who are from there, um, and I mean really from Chicago, not like, you know, the out in, way out in the suburbs, which is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um... I love talking about it. I love... Yeah. Yeah, I love hearing... Also, I think part of it, too, is, like, being a Midwestern gay male was, mm-hmm. like, Chicago was the Mecca. Like, that's mm-hmm. where all Midwestern gay males tend to, like, flock, it seems. 
or a large majority of you know like this this was a space where I was able to be me and embrace myself and discover and be open and it was it was it was amazing well in a great a great combination of diversity and anonymity yeah right yeah. like you no know, you know you can um be who you want to be nobody cares they're busy doing their own thing right um and just to be around like the energy of being around so many different kinds of people so yeah i mean i i loved my time in the city but i think you're absolutely right i think it was sort of after having lived there so many years, I think I so desperately needed a change. And I did feel overstimulated. Um, there are aspects of living in the city that I thought were hard. Like, walking a dog is hard. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. There's the, um, you know, the, the dog that we had at the time just hated other dogs. He was great with kids, weirdly good with cats. He just did not like other dogs. And so when you walked the dog, there would be a lot of other people walking their dogs. And it was like this weird video game of like knowing when to cross the street and what direction to go in order to avoid other people walking dogs. Especially because a lot of those people had dogs that loved other dogs. Yes. And had owners that loved other dog owners and Mm -hmm. wanted to share their dog with you. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Which is great. totally great, but yeah. it's like, no, no, no. like Not this dog. Especially when we were first dating, like, me not understanding his temperament and, like, how to, like, uh-huh. navigate all that was was fun. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, the, the walking down the street and having to be like, I, I'm sorry, he's a dick. Yeah. Like, he's, <laughs> um, when it comes to other dogs, he is. I'm yeah. like, he's lovely, but. Just hates other dogs. Yeah. So. Yeah, walking the dog was more difficult. And I think, you know, by the time we moved, I was well into my 40s. I was mid-40s at that point. Um, And I feel like all the things that you take advantage of when you're younger, living in the city, I think when we moved, I felt as though I'd kind of taken advantage of those things. Yes. You know, things like concerts, nightlife. Um, Just before we moved was the first concert I'd ever been to where everybody was sitting in folding chairs. <laughs> and after I had that experience, I thought, I can't go back. I can't go back to standing. Oh, and what's this? It's a waitress coming over this way to ask me if I want a drink? Yes, please. So um, This is the way adults do it. Yes. Yes. And so that that was great. Like that... Um, that kind of experience, I, I think, helped help me understand that, oh, yeah, I'm kind of aging out of this. Yeah. And it's hard now because as I look back, I'm like, oh, God, I miss live theater. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and I was never like a very, very frequent playgoer. But when I look back, I'm like, wow, some of the best times I had was, was going to see live theater. I'm going to counter with restaurants. Oh, and restaurants for the win. Yes. Because, like, I miss diversity of food and availability at any kind of time. You know, like, oh, it's 11.30 at night, and I want Indian food. Fantastic. And I want that Indian food delivered right to my door. Oh, is there a Peruvian place that may want to go check out down the street? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Yeah. 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 That I miss. Um, I miss that a lot. Um, Initially, when we talked about moving... 
my memory, and let's see if yours matches up to this, but my memory is like, at first we're like, let's move to small town. Like we knew we were moving from um, Illinois. We wanted to move to Wisconsin because we'd both been up here. It has a lot of natural beauty. Beauté. Kind of a nicer laid back kind of vibe. Um, at least it seemed that way. Still does. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, but I think our initial conversations was, like, oh, we're going to move to a small town. Yeah. Um, I mean, we both kind of grew up in like smallish towns. Mm. Um, I mean, mine yeah. was smaller, maybe like 14,000. Um, but I think that was our thought process was to like move to a small town to see if we can do it. Like moving from... Yeah, third largest city in the United States to small town America. Yeah, was the first step. And you know, we were looking at places like Baraboo, Wisconsin. Which, if you're not from around here, I would urge you to Google it. It's adorable. Yes. Um, the weird thing about Baraboo is that its history is um, steeped weirdly in like circus culture, because uh, Ringling Al Ringling was from there. Of, you know, Ringling Brothers, Barnum & Bailey Circus. So um, they have a circus museum. It's just, it's weird. It's a weird mix of small town and yeah. farming and circus and stuff. Do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, That's the noise. We initially, it's it's the circus song. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so we were looking at places like Baraboo. And I, I think at that point I was envisioning like, oh, we're going to have like, a little bungalow and there's going to be like a flag outside and yeah um we have a garage and we have a small backyard yeah possibly a fence like oh is is that a possum running through our backyard oh adorable wildlife yeah Yeah. um and that as we were talking about moving that started to evolve i think it evolved quickly like once we started looking at houses it was like we weren't finding a house that we liked. It was like, oh, this house will do. And I'm like, well, I don't want to move to Wisconsin for a... House that will do. Yeah. yeah. Like, I want a house that I love. Um, what house do you remember that was like a house that will do? Because I have one in mind. I think the one that was like, oh, it happened to have a double lot that we discovered as we were looking at it. Oh, yeah. It was like that blue and white yeah. two-story. Yeah. Yeah, and then like, oh, actually, it comes with the second lot. And we're like, <gasps> land. I remember it being bland gray. Oh, that might be... Well, no, I mean, I feel, it feels yeah. significant that I'm remembering it being a bland gray. Yes. That it's sort of washed out. Yeah. Um, the house that I remember that we're like, hmm, maybe this will do. Um, I was charmed by the fact that it was so old. It was built in 1860. Was it the one with the jack in the basement? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was like... I mean, we were never at risk of actually buying it. But right. um, I remember being in that house thinking like... Oh, this is really charming. It was also unlivable. Yeah. It, this was a house that was set up for how people lived in 1860 with like some kind of half-assed like uh reparations that have happened along the way. Yeah. Like um remodeling kinds of things like well, let's like, we'll just put a wall in here and now look, it's two rooms. And like you remember all the floors were slightly askew. Oh yeah, if you put a marble on the floor, that marble was gonna roll. The place. Yeah. And like it felt like we were inside of like a, a, a pier one in 1997. Like all the color choices on the walls, where there was like yeah, yeah. Which obviously you know you can paint. No, no, it stays. We pier one here we come. Um, but then we stumbled upon this house. Yeah, that the house that we live in now, which we later named Ginger Snap Acres. Welcome to our podcast. 
Okay. Um, I, I think I was the first one to find it. It was like yeah. on Zillow yeah. or something. Um, and when you're in a process of trying to relocate, there's this obsessive, like, I want to look at every house in this whole area. And, like, as soon as I saw this house online, I was intrigued by it a lot. We were totally, like, well, we thought it was cute. And then we're like, the price point was, like, just a little bit above what we were looking at for the houses in town. Mm-hmm. And it was like... And, by the way... Also, very similar to the price point of a condo that you owned in Chicago. Yeah. That was one bedroom, Yeah, not much square footage, and this is a 2,400 square foot house sitting on five acres. Yeah. So it was kind of like the difference in value was mind-blowing. And if there's one thing I love, anybody who knows me will tell you this, I love value. Daddy loves value. I love value so much. <laughs> And we even got it less. We uh, we got them to take it down by like five thousand. Like we like you do like when you you're do. buying a house. Because like I'm really good at that. Like I'm really good at negotiating. Yeah, I feel sarcasm. It's, it's dripping with it. Yes. <laughs> um, so we we find the house online. The first time we come to see it, you have to work. I think. Yeah. So I come up with um, my bestie Kathleen. From Thriftycast. Like, she yeah. comes up with me and sees the house for the first time. And we think we're going to sort of, like, FaceTime our way through it. Which is really not a good way <laughs> of, like, here's a property we might be interested in buying. Enjoy your FaceTime. And I literally just, like, stepped out of a meeting to, like, look at. And literally, I think it was, like, two minutes and I'm like, just buy it. Like, <laughs> I remember just being like, no, I, obviously, it's gorgeous. Yeah. it's gorgeous. You were, like, I was over the moon. moon. Yeah. Over the moon. Yeah. Um... And so um, we waited a little while, then you came up and looked at it. And at this point, we'd probably looked, we came up to Portage, Wisconsin, which is kind of the nearest biggish town of, I don't know, 10,000 people or something. And that we looked at probably five or six houses in Portage. Some of the houses we're describing. Yeah. Um, I think we looked at some others as well, but then you know, we made an appointment to look at this house. So that was me and Kathleen. And then a couple weeks later when you were free, yeah, we came up, brought you up. Um, and again, it was just such a, and again, like looking at a house in Wisconsin in March <laughs> is like the bleakest, dreariest, dreariest time of year. To, and like that we were still in love with the house then to know like what it would be like mm-hmm. during the summer and the fall. Yeah. And like, and I remember um, after we bought the house that first spring being like, yeah, you have to be kidding me with this. Yeah. Like, oh my God, that plant flowers too. <laughs> um, yes. And just everything was like new and beautiful and delightful. Everything smelled good. Yeah. We um, needed to cut the grass. Like, yeah. We had to figure that out and like. Yeah, and and the people who owned the house before um, were a very nice couple, and they um, didn't do a good job of leaving us with a lot of information about the services that they used for stuff. Um, I mean, I think they had other stuff going on, and they were, you know, they were moving and had a lot on their 
And they were Please. moving to Florida, so like they yeah. were moving out of state as well. Yeah. But it's like, oh, how do you take care of a septic system? Who do you call for your furnace? Which uh-huh. I mean, obviously most homeowners yeah. should know about that. But but you know when you're when you're in a condo or you're in a rental unit, yeah. Um, whatever kind of apartment you're in, you really don't have to worry that much about HVAC if you have any kind of plumbing concerns. It has nothing to do with a well, right? Um, septic gas tank. The thought, propane. the thought that your sewage isn't just sort of magically whisked away without you ever having to worry about it is mind-blowing to That me. I, on occasion, we on occasion have to go lift a huge lid off of something and look at our own poops mm-hmm. and figure that out. That's great. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> um, and get it pumped every yeah. year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there was a really, there was, and still is, even after five and a half years, a really steep learning curve (laughs) about all the stuff that has to happen here. But again, right away, we fell in love with it. Um, and again, just, there's so much, um, natural beauty. Um, the, the property, when the couple who owned the house before, when they bought it, it was actually an 80 acre farm when they sold the house they decided to sell the house with five acres and then divide off the remaining 75 acres so our five acres sits on the road um we're on a county highway and then behind us is this 75 acres of nothing it's no longer a farm it's like it's basically like meadowland yeah and there was like a they had a christmas tree farm in there for a while so there's like there's just like huge section of Christmas trees that have gone crazy. Because, I I mean, that had to have been 25, 30 years ago because, I mean, at this point, it's like a clump of a pine forest. Yeah. And Um, it's gorgeous, like, walking through it. Yeah. Yeah. So we we do have neighbors behind us, but there's no house. There's no... Somebody else owns it, but they use it for um, training hunting dogs. So, you know, during the summer for a few hours every day, they'll have dogs back there and they're training with guns, which we did not know about. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, oh, they train dogs back there. We didn't know that meant including with shotguns. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. And there are guns in Chicago, but not like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, there's been an element of culture shock for sure. And on a related note. okay, so. You know, we looked at the census report. Same-sex households were like 0.03% of this county or or something. Um, We actually did the math and figured it out. We think there's like two and a half lesbians somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere in the county. Whatever. Um, But, you know, according to census, there there weren't a lot of same-sex households. Which, you know, we knew that moving in. We don't really have neighbors. They're far away. Whatever. It's fine. Um, But... As soon as we moved, all of a sudden, kind of the Trump paraphernalia started to come up, you know, the yard signs, and um, the people around here were getting really excited at the prospect of a Trump presidency. And I remember back in 2016 thinking, like, boy, are they going to be disappointed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, we all know what happened in 2016 with that we election. We were disappointed. Yeah. Just in case you forgot. And, and a little shocked. Still really shocked. Um, And suddenly we were living in Trump Trump country. Like we'd moved in and there was this kind of six month long glorious honeymoon. And 
uh, you know, and all then, of a sudden it's it's Trumpy. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that they kind of like really hurt us a bit of like not having people that are kind of like-minded around us which we don't need to be completely surrounded by that but just being able to <laughs> be closer to the people that feel the same way that we do about certain things <laughs> well yeah and you wonder what it means you know when you have a president that's making kind of anti-lgbtq yeah yeah policies like kind of the his treatment of trans people in the military and that kind of stuff you know, you're watching the stuff go on and, you know, it's really clear that the people around here are really actively supporting this person and are horrified at the thought that, oh no, somebody else could be president someday. Yeah. Um, but at the same time where they're like, oh, but we love you guys. It's like, well, do you? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't remember anybody saying, don't worry about it, we love you guys. I didn't feel like they hated us. Right. Um, and it felt... M- it didn't feel like they were only just tolerating us. Right. Right. Like, I, I mean, I didn't feel unliked or I didn't, I don't know that I ever really felt discriminated against. You know, people mind their own business generally. Yeah, that's, that is pretty much the, the thing up here is like, just do you pay your taxes and are you in my face? Just leave me alone. Like, I just want to live my little life. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that now that we got super deep, we can kind of wrap this up. <laughs> that seems fair. All right. Well, thank you for listening to our inaugural part. Our inaugural part. Um, <laughs> Remember, Garrett, it's a <laughs> uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs>